I suppose you figured out what was my favorite part. You brood of vipers, said you bunch of snakes. We have John the Baptist these two Sundays to help us prepare anew for the coming of the Lord into our hearts. He came once in the incarnation. He will come again at the end. But he must come, indeed, every day into our hearts. And Advent has always been a sort of second penitential time, a time to seek forgiveness, to seek conversion, repentance in our lives. The reason, and this is my first thought for tonight, for the day, or maybe it's still night, I don't know, is that people were coming that he thought were not sincere. The scribes and the Pharisees and the Sadducees, as we know from the rest of the gospel, did not accept the Lord, did not recognize him. They were looking for someone else. They wanted God on their terms, which sounds very common, doesn't it? We would like God on our terms. And they were seeking what everybody else was seeking. And so he called them a bunch of snakes because later they would come and bite the Lord. They would crucify the apostles. They would scatter. They would persecute the church. We know all about that. The Pharisees and the Sadducees, they did not understand. For us, you are here, so I expect that your desire to follow the Lord is as best as you can make it on an early Sunday morning. And folks who do come to confession, we've been beginning confession for Advent, do come with a great sincerity. Yesterday we had first confession. Yes, second graders know that they can sometimes be pretty bad. Yes, you and I also know that sometimes we can be pretty bad. But we need to ask ourselves, and this is my first thought this morning, is are we not wanting to change certain parts of our lives? That we want to stay kind of how we are. That we don't want to get out of our comfort zone we don't want to get out of our political understanding, our gossiping group, where we sort of fall into the old habits of running with this crowd and talking like this and seeing the world through these narrow terms. If we are honest, the gospel calls us out of our comfort zone a lot. And I'll end with that when we go to the first reading, what it expects of us. God doesn't expect the impossible, but he expects us to at least sincerely try. And then the next sentence talks about do not presume. The saying goes, you can presume that God is merciful, but you can't presume God's mercy. We have to ask, be open, seek to do better. 
We want to do that. Advent gives us a chance to do it better. Now, uh, the rest of the gospel talks about judgment. That's the second coming, that the axe will be laid to the tree and the wheat will be put into the barn and the shaft will be put into the fire. So we will be held accountable. But I want to close with that great first reading from Isaiah. That first of all talks about the Spirit. You see, the Gospel mentions that the Lord will come to baptize with the Holy Spirit and fire. You and I, by our baptism and confirmation, we have been given the fullness of the Holy Spirit. And we know the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Here's where it's found, Isaiah chapter 11, that the Spirit of the Lord will rest upon him. That's the Messiah. The Lord made this his own passage. And here we have, here is actually only six gifts, but we're not too comfortable with six, so we repeat the seventh and we make seven. We like seven. But they're important. A spirit of wisdom. Wisdom in the sense of kind of knowing who God is and his plan and maybe more importantly trusting in him. The wisdom of God, how he, he, that he is operating well in the world. And of understanding. Understanding his plan, how he works. That we expect that he is still working and working hard. A spirit of counsel, that is, advice. What do we think the Lord is asking us to do? And strength. Wisdom and strength are my two favorites. We, the Lord does not ask us to be wimps. We are to be strong. We are to stand up and to at least live lives worthy of our calling and speak as best we can. A spirit of knowledge. Now, knowledge here is that idea of knowing God. Not so much knowing these plans out here, but knowing who God is. And the six, which gets repeated, the fear of the Lord. Not so much that we are afraid, but that God is awesome, full of awe, awful in that sense. That to stand in the majesty of God got to be a tremendous idea. And then it repeats, and his delight shall be the fear of the Lord. Those are the six, seven gifts of the Holy Spirit, which you and I already have. And then he talks about what the new age, the new world, the church, the spring of the kingdom here in our time should be. He talks about uh, the wolf and the lamb shall be friends. The leopard shall be friends with the kid goat. The calf and the young lion, all of these were natural enemies and a little child shall guide them the cow and the bear shall be neighbors the lion shall eat hay like the ox 
The baby shall play by the cobra's den and not be harmed. There shall be no harm <clears throat> or ruin on my holy mountain. <clears throat> this is what the Lord expects of us, that we build a kingdom of peace <clears throat> where we work for the dignity of all nature, that we are at peace with our earth, with all the animals that make it up, and most importantly, with all of us, all the peoples of the earth. That is still far away off as a dream, but we must work for that because we have the Spirit of God. We must not give up. We must not presume that that's all we can do. So maybe we can see if we can crawl out of our little comfortable boxes to work more for the peace and the harmony that we need to have in our earth, in our world, 